Welcome to Making a Connection, an Intera Technologies podcast. We live at the cutting edge of connectivity, and industry experts will join Making a Connection to help us share what our collective future of networking and communication looks like. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Making a Connection with Antara, an Antara Technologies podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the show. We really appreciate you listening along. Make sure that as you're listening along, you're heading to our website, Antara.com, for more information on some of the technologies you'll hear about today, but also for more Antara content, including podcasts, articles, videos, and more. You can also subscribe to Making a Connection on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button and you'll have a full catalog of previous episodes as well as notifications when we drop new ones. So on today's episode of the podcast, we're exploring the convergence of IT and OT, which has been a growing challenge for businesses across various industries. But rather than focus on the technologies per se, we'll be exploring how this convergence is impacting the IT workforce that is now managing OT networks as well. We'll be asking, what are some of the common challenges? How does this transition pose opportunities for IT professionals to shine? How are they being supported in this transition? And what can businesses do to ensure their IT and their OT teams have the resources they need to protect these valuable networks? So to break down that workforce transition from IT to OT, we're joined by Henry Martell. He's a field application engineer with Antara Technologies. He's been working in the field for over 20 years, providing IT and networking solutions for a wide variety of industries across the U.S. Henry, great to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's really a pleasure getting to chat. I'm looking forward to pulling from all of these years of experience to really understand how that transition to OT impacted you as a professional and using that to draw some insights and some thought leadership around what the rest of the industry can do to strategize around that transition. So I want to start by hitting the audience with a quick refresher on IT versus OT networks. So IT networks, information technology, usually manage the flow of data. So usually things like office data, finances, communications, things like that. OT networks, or operational technology, manage the physical processes and network integrations of hardware, of machinery, usually. So, Henry, how accurate is this distinction still? Is it still that simple, or are the lines starting to bleed a little bit more? You know what? As new technologies are coming into the OT network, the lines are starting to bleed, but that's pretty accurate. You know, we still have uh, the two different technologies, right? IT is still with the the servers, and OT are still with the machines. So, there's still... Uh, very different, but there is that, that, that blurriness, that line is, is slowly starting to fade away. Sure. And can you give us a little bit more insight on where IT and OT networks are converging on a technical standpoint and why? So, so we have this term called the edge. So the edge is where the IT network ends and the OT network begins. And that's usually where you have your enterprise style network. And, and from a hardware perspective, from the physical side, it's where the switches kind of intermingle. So you might have on your OT network, you might have, you know, what's called a, a central point, uh, an IDF, if you will. And that brings the connectivity into the space for OT or on the plant floor or in the control room. And that, that point where they, they, they intermingle and you might have like a firewall that separates the two networks or, or you might have other devices that, that provide a boundary between the two. Um, and that right there, that's the convergence of it. And that's, 
that's kind of been a, not a headache, but it's definitely been some heartaches between the, the IT and the OT uh, sectors as they're trying to combine it and trying to make data flow together. So from a technical standpoint, what we have now is we have a lot of IT hardware. We have a lot of, uh, you know, um, uh, I guess technological like sensors and, and that type of equipment now um, being incorporated into the OT side, into the operational side for, for monitoring and for, uh, for data collection. What we're having to do now is get the IT guys who don't really fundamentally understand the processes of uh, the, the production, right, of, of equipment and uh, of materials. And uh, we, we got to get those guys up to speed on how production works. And then you got the OT guys who've been around for a long time, really great engineers, really smart people. Um, you got to get them involved in more of the technological side. And that right there is is more of a challenge trying to get the opinions and kind of get people to see eye to eye. That's one of the, the big challenges when we're trying to combine the two networks. Let's continue on this expansion. I want to intersect IoT as well because this has been another uh, major addition to a lot of commercial workplaces, uh, both you know, corporate office spaces, manufacturing floors and everything in between. And I think IOT has offered another route to connect the worlds of IT and OT. So has the expansion of IOT connected machinery and its corresponding networks? And has this accelerated the convergence of IT, OT at all? If so, how? Give us your thoughts there. Um, yeah, it's definitely accelerated the convergence. Um, so you have uh, on your IT side, um, you know, again, we're, we're, we're coming from that enterprise mindset. Um, so, you know, connectivity, everything connects, um, you know, boundaries, that, that type of mindset. Where on the OT side, you, you have all this new expansion of IoT devices, right? Sensors and stuff for monitoring um, and control equipment. And as the IT um, lays in infrastructure uh, into the OT networks, right, you're, you're bringing in fiber, you're bringing in wireless, you're, you know, to add more devices to, to connect and to communicate. What we're seeing is where in one instance, we, we thought we set up a sensor or some type of equipment to monitor one piece of equipment, uh, you know, monitor a, a sensor to monitor a pump, for example, or, or some motors or actuators. With the expanded uh, infrastructure, now you're adding several more sensors and, and several more devices uh, to different equipment in that same area. So, for instance, an example would be, you know, we set up a wireless uh, access point, if you will, to monitor uh, a certain piece of equipment or right, a pump. Well, we now have wireless connectivity, so now we're also adding uh, a controller to that. Now we're actually, um, you know, adding more motors to it. Now we're actually, you know, uh, uh, different processes. So as the more devices get connected, the more uh, expansion we're going to see and the more expansion that's been seen because they have more opportunity to, to grab more data and more opportunity to, to grab controls um, of equipment that maybe at one time you didn't necessarily think you wanted to reach, but now that you have the opportunity, uh, you know, we're, we're going to try to reach that equipment to, to get better understanding of, uh, of the functionality of the equipment and for better monitoring and, and data collection of the equipment. So as more OT gets IT-style functionality, how is this impacting the control engineers that operate the OT machinery every day? Is this beginning to stretch the limits of their education and their expertise? Is this becoming a challenge? What are your thoughts? It's funny you say that. Um, so in the OT uh, space, you have two different types of mindsets. You have the younger engineers who are operating this machinery, and they understand how technology works. They understand the future of technology. 
and they understand why the technology is needed. And on the other hand, you have a lot of the old school engineers who, who have the mindset of, you know, these machines have been working for 20 years and um, I don't need all these fancy uh, doodads to, to monitor, you know, these pumps. I know I have a clipboard, I have my notepad. And with that, I, I've been able to make these systems run and they're efficient and they've been working smooth. And, you know, there's no need to add all this, this, this money and all, to add all these different types of devices to do something that they've already been doing. And so you, you see that and there, there is a divide that the divide does exist. And where you see, um, the younger, uh, generation of OT engineers are more accepting of the technology. A lot of the, the older, the old school guys, if you will, they're more reluctant. They're, they're more hesitant and, uh, they're not as friendly to the technology that's being implemented. Now, which of those do you see more? Do you see the younger or the older mindset more in the OT world or? Is it about even? Is one overtaking the other? What are you seeing? You are seeing more and more um, uh, the younger generation because a lot of the older sure. guys are getting ready to retire. Um, and so, uh, you know, as, as the newer generation comes in, you, the newer generation is more, uh, you know, they kind of grew up with the technology. And uh, so you're starting to see more of that. And then you're also starting to see some of the older guys uh, kind of become a little bit more accepting because they realize that the technology isn't going anywhere. If anything, the technology is it's just becoming more commonplace and it's it's becoming uh, more and more visible. And so you, you have this reluctancy, but you also have that kind of understanding of the technology uh, that's going to be incorporated. But you also have that 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 kind of like that pullback. Um, but it is getting smaller. Um, and, and I think as time is going on, I, I think the older generation is kind of becoming more accepting. But for the meantime, that I don't know that reluctancy, I guess, to 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 incorporate the new technology is there. All right, let's talk about that uh, shift from the IT world to the OT world, which is really the core of our conversation today. What we're seeing is that as more OT gets IT style functionality, or as these two worlds just become more robust within an organization or a company, uh, more and more IT professionals are now being brought in to assist with the OT networks. So what sort of strain is this putting on those teams, specifically the IT teams? Have you noticed that the workload is is either manageable or not manageable? Because often, I know these teams can be pretty small. We're dealing with often in-house teams. It's not like there's you know 10 to 20 IT professionals per company. So what are we looking at here in terms of workload and uh, what that transition is actually doing to the IT professionals? The one thing that you have to understand is there's there's a fundamental difference between the IT and the OT. Right. Um. So the IT on one side you have uh you know an engineer who who typically uh, stays at a company between two to three years uh, maybe four and then you have the OT side who you know they're there for longevity that's a permanent position for them and you know at the two or three year mark they're barely settling in and so a, a lot of times you have the the OT guy you know. Um, trying to get information and, and trying to to get involved with the with the operation side but the operation side I uh, know they're, they're kind of like walled off towards the IT because they know that you know they're going to be here for short term you know they know that IT guys might see the position as a stepping stone to something bigger and so oftentimes you get a bigger workload for IT guys trying to implement systems or, or trying to implement new technologies and you have that friction with OT guys Saying, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll work with you, but you got to understand we're, we're more permanent. We're part of like the furniture. Uh, we're part of the foundation and you're kind of just passing by with that understanding. The typical OT guys 
don't necessarily play well with the IT guys. They just, they just don't. Hmm. Um, and so oftentimes that leads to bigger workloads for the IT guys, which often causes more strain because you, you have your, your, your IT processes and, 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 you know, your, your system that you have to manage. And now you're incorporating OT into it. And, you know, you, you don't, you're not dealing with the most welcoming people. So that often leads to frustration and it leads to heavier workloads because they're not getting all the information and they're not able to access uh, the devices that they normally would have, right? When you're an IT guy, you typically, you manage your servers and you manage your, your printers and your access points and your switches. But when it comes to the OT side, you don't necessarily have the same accessibility to these devices, but you still have you know, your, your required task and, and, and information that you have to gather from these devices. That usually leads to like backlog and that usually leads to like a heavier workload for the IT guys just because they don't have that connection with the OT. And then um, that, that, that in-between space is, uh, does, does, like I said earlier, it does cause a little bit of heartache and frustration between both parties, actually. Are you seeing any key skills able to transfer over between those two teams, um, specifically from IT to OT or OT to IT? Because like I know most IT professionals are used to dealing with networks and software that are incredibly programmable, flexible, adjustable. But with OT, a lot of these processes are built to be more rigid over things like industrial control systems or SCADA. Uh, and so, you know, the skill sets are obviously different, uh, but the technologies are starting to look a little more similar. And at the very least, some of the teams are having to interact more. So which skills are transferring over and which don't? So the one skill that I think transfers over and probably one of the most important skill is how the understanding of how data flows, right? So we come from an enterprise uh, experience. You understand how, uh, you know, a, a printer or a workstation or, or server, how data flows and, and it might go through like some type of central database or it goes to some type of data collection system. Um, so with that being said, you understand how data flows from sensors and monitoring equipment to like a, a central uh, control station uh, or to like a PLC or an HMI. You understand that data flow process. In the IT world, if you have repetitive tasks, you can do something like scripting or you can, you can write something or, or, or build some type of application that makes processes easier. And what, you know, for instance, uh, you know, you're dealing with SCADA and you're dealing with, you know, more rigid type of uh, uh, hardware and applications. And since you don't have that flexibility, it's, it becomes more of a task to deal with systems that you can't uh, program. Or then, you know, that's not going to easily fit into a system that you're building or you're developing. So, you know, you have a lot of caveats, a lot of gotchas involved when you're dealing with sensors. And typically sensors aren't from the same manufacturers. You might have, a, a you know, a sensor A monitoring a pump from, from ABC company. And you might have some some other type of sensor monitoring on the water levels from XYZ company. Um, you might have the same type of monitoring, but you might have to have uh, different processes of collecting that information. So... Um, knowing how data flows and, and what you want and what information you want to collect is important. I think that skill is important. You know, that that's fundamental. But trying to understand how the data gets to that sensor and, and understanding what that sensor, that information really reveals. Uh, and I, I think that is the part that doesn't really transfer over. Because on the IT side, if you come from, you know, hospitality, for instance, and, you, and you've dealt with, you know, uh, you know, 50 switches, routers, firewalls, all this, you know, remote access. And now you're trying to understand how water level sensor detects, you know, has a process if it reaches a certain point and the floodgates open. It, it's just a different process. And so that's the part that I think the IT misses when they're dealing with the OT sector. They don't, they don't fundamentally understand how, um, the processes 
interact with the sensors that are given the equipment and, and how to make judgment calls off the data that it's receiving. And I, I think that's that's the, the part that's that doesn't really transfer over. One of the main reasons we've got you on the podcast today is because you yourself were an IT professional for most of your career, and then eventually you transitioned over to OT, and from what I've read and seen, that transition has been nothing but positive for you, and you've seen a lot of opportunities come from that transition. And, you know, I think that is not necessarily a unique use case, but I think it's important to understand what worked for you. And maybe we can use that as learning lessons for, uh, you know, other IT professionals looking to transition their career or for IT professionals that are, uh, you know, for better or for worse, kind of being pushed or forced into adopting or learning those OT workflows. So can you walk us through that timeline of what motivated your switch over to OT from the IT world? I actually, it's, it's a funny story. I actually, I fell into the OT world. Um, I was in between jobs and, uh, I had landed, uh, with Antera. Um, and I, just to give you a little background, um, I have my expertise is in, uh, infrastructure and networking. Um, I've dealt with a lot of systems and, and, uh, you know, telecommunications, but, uh, I, infrastructure is, is my bread and butter. And so when I got to come into the OT space and, and see how different it was from, um, the enterprise style. It, it was, it was like a, you know, it rejuvenated my career, to be honest with you. I you know I, I dealt with servers, I know, and backups and domain controllers and, and, and printer issues. And, and it's, gets monotonous. I mean, you know, migrating emails and doing all this stuff. It's, it's fun, but at the end of the day, it, it's repetitive and you're in front of a machine all day. And it's it just, it, it lost its, uh, uh, it lost its flair, if you will. Where in the OT space, I know I get to be in spaces I never would have imagined before, you know, um, whereas, you know, one side you're, you're thinking about backups, right? The other, and, and the OT side, I'm helping design networks for like an avocado ranch, right? And I'm using solar panels to, to power switches and, and battery packs to set up wireless to cover a certain area. That's exciting to me. You know, it's, I get to be out in the field and I get to see how more, uh, how much more technology is coming into the OT space and, and how, like, and how critical OT networks are compared to IT networks, right? In the IT space, if, you know, you catch ransomware or your server goes offline, people lose communication. But in the OT space, if something goes offline, you know, that can cause, you know, major damage that, that can lose life, right? If you have, uh, you know, the, the chemical sensors and, and stuff that goes off or, or, you know, floodgates that open that shouldn't be open, things like that, that that's, that's critical. And I appreciate that. I, I appreciated how much more uh, involved IT is and how, how much more, more diverse the OT is. And at the same time, the, 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 the more importance of, of information, more important, uh, components and, and, and how much more critical the equipment is. And to me, that, to me, that was a, a real thrill. Like, wow, I'm, I'm really involved with some of these big agencies that really get to have, uh, uh, interactions with some of these systems that I've never would have seen before. And so to me, that, that's, that was exciting. It's like, it's, new, it's a new challenge. And I, I, I'm the kind of person who likes new challenges. You know, I've seen a lot of opportunities. You know, I've had a chance to work with the federal government. I had a chance to work with different government agencies, transportation agencies. Like we, we got a chance to be a part of big projects. And that's something I would never have been a part of in the IT space. And uh, in the OT space, my, my expertise is, is more accepted and uh, my opinions seem like they matter more. Whereas in the OT space, I know uh, there's usually some type of engineer or someone over me, uh, you know, who kind of oversaw a project and, and my opinion mattered, but it wasn't taken 
as serious as you know, um, like in the OT space, you no, know, because I, I don't think I'm an expert. I don't, I don't, I don't see myself or anything like that. I'm just a guy who's been in the field and put my uh, my time in, and I, I've seen a couple things. And you know, when I when I express my experience to some of these uh, some OT engineers, um, you know, it, they they seem to to kind of uh, respect my opinion and appreciate my opinion more. So um, it, it's it's definitely been a, a, a an exciting ride. You know, and, and to be honest with you, I, I appreciate the OT networking and working on the OT side more than I do the IT side. Henry, what would you say was the most difficult aspect of that transition for you? And where did you find support in that difficult area? The, the biggest problem or the, the most difficult, uh, the challenges I had was understanding uh, the fundamentals of an OT network, um, where... On the IT side, you know, I'm, I'm, I have firewalls, I'm building routes, I know I have, uh, as far as networking goes. And on the OT side, it's not as complicated. It, it's, it's, I mean, it, they have their own personalities. And what made it difficult for me was understanding that you can have a network that doesn't connect to the internet. You can have a network that's a layer two that's just a, a switch network that doesn't really involve outside connectivity. And in some cases, they don't want outside connectivity. They just want the information to go from this sensor or from this device, and we just want to forward the data. In certain instances, you have precision, right? You, you have motor spinning, you know, 15, 20,000 RPM, so everything's got to be exact and uh, really intricate. And understanding that versus just IP connectivity was a challenge for me. I, I, I just didn't, I couldn't grasp how, like, no, no IP involved in the layer two network and then understanding what was these, what, what the, what, what we were controlling, you know, I, I was kind of new to the space. I, I've been in uh, OT networks per se. I, I've helped bring infrastructure and I helped set up the wireless side. But now when I got to manage them or I got to see how I worked with other engineers who managed them, uh, it was just different, you know, just the data collection, just, just different. And coming from, you know, uh, at that time I was just 17 years into my IT uh, career. And now, you know, in the last three years I've been with the OT, it just, just understanding the fundamental differences between the two. And it's, it, it was, it was a learning curve. And just like anything else, um, the terminology is a little different. Um, but working with, uh, you know, my supervisor, uh, getting involved in some of the different conferences and, and putting the different training helped me transition over. And I think that's important. Um, fundamentally, when you, you have to understand how processes work and the IT side don't really care how it works. You just care about the connectivity and make sure, you know, the, you know, the, from your PC to your server work, uh, you know, on the OT side, understanding how uh, a system that takes this raw material and, 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 and gets it and transforms it and to come up with this final product, you have to understand that to understand the OT network for that particular, uh, you know, warehouse or, or that particular plant. Taking time to understand that, that that's been the challenge. It's just not just kind of plug and play. You got to have a, uh, more of a, an understanding of how processes work. Those were some of the biggest challenges I had when I first walked into the, the OT side. All right. Now, flip side of that, what was the most exciting aspect of that switch for you, either immediately or something that continues to be exciting now, several years out from that transition? What, what's exciting for me is, to me, there's there's new challenges that that are that I, I see that didn't exist uh, in the IT side. The, the challenge the, um, and what I really appreciate and what make, gets me excited is now you're dealing with critical systems, right? Where I was dealing with uh, a server, which might be critical to a company, we're dealing with like the Department of Transportation. 
And so that, that is to me, that's at a whole different level of a network. And so you have to be exact and there's a lot more involved in with those type of networks. Um, and to me, so that's exciting. And then because of my IT experience, um, there's been a lot of times where I know we're working with customers and I come in and uh, I get to help you on the design side. You know, I get to interact, uh, even be like a liaison in some cases between the OT and the IT because uh, I understand some processes, uh, but I also understand how the, the IT side works. And there's been a couple of times where I got to, to, to bridge the gap between the two different uh, departments, if you will. And, um, and, and, and come up with solutions to make things happen. And it, uh, to me, that was exciting. That, that's something that I didn't typically get to do in the, I, in the IT world. I was always that guy you lock in the closet and I'll see you in eight hours. And, uh, you know, we get rocking and rolling. But this is, it's more exciting. It, it's just, I, I get to see more people. I get to be involved with more people. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, to me, it's, it's, been, it's been a great experience. Since you've transitioned, how has the world of OT reshaped your career and what opportunities for everything from projects to networking to training to continued education to, you know, even mentorship has this transition opened up for you? Well, it's reshaped my career in a way that I, I get to learn about new technologies um, that I've never seen before. I, I get to be in industries I've got to experience. You know, um, in my IT career, I, I've, I've kind of bounced around here and there. I've been, I've worked for, you know, I've had my own company to working for service providers, to, to being in hospitality, to working for large manufacturers. So I got to see my fair share. Um, but over here on the OT side, it's, it's a whole different challenge. Uh, it's, you know, like I said before, uh, you know, you're dealing with wastewater systems, for example, you know, and you get to realize how, how critical equipment is and you got to talk to these as engineers and, and, you know, you get to be involved more in bigger projects, in my opinion. And the opportunities that we, I've had, uh, you know, like I said, I, I've been involved with, uh, with government involved, uh, government projects, uh, the federal government. Uh, we, we got to see, um, you know, large manufacturers and, and large uh, auto manufacturers. Um, you know, we, we dealt with the companies that are involved in space. And I never would have been, uh, I've never had those opportunities in, in the IT world. You know, as far as like uh, career and training goes, there's, there's a lot more technology that's coming out. And it, it seems like it's a simple technology, but in the OT space, you get the simple technology and you got to drill down to it into the, to, to the bit level. And you got to understand how this communication is going back and forth. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's a, it's exciting to me. It's, it's like a new direction. It's like a new challenge. So, uh, um, you know, I, I enjoy it. It's opened a lot of doors for me because my, uh, Networking background, uh, you know, come from the infrastructure. I, I get a, I get, I get to see like more of uh, processes, and I get to see more of the plant. I get to see more how like the more intricate side of, of a network uh, that we're people with dealing with customers, and uh, it really helps when it comes to like troubleshooting or dealing with issues, because a lot of these OT guys are really smart. You know, they're really intelligent guys, really brilliant people. They just don't understand the IT aspect and that the troubleshooting aspect of, and dealing with subnets at the different. Uh, little intricacies of, of the technology. So um, I, I get to you know, be involved with that process. And so uh, it's uh, it's open the door. I got to meet uh, for new, new challenges and it's more excitement, I guess. It just, uh, it breaks the monotony of the IT world. So in general, when you look at the rest of the field, other IT professionals uh, that are either transitioning to OT or um, you know having to handle OT and IT needs as those worlds converge, 
How are you seeing IT professionals get educated on these new networks and their functionalities? Are businesses investing in their employees' uh, education in these transitions, or are most IT professionals just kind of, you know, for lack of better uh, better term, just kind of thrown to the wolves and having to figure it out themselves? There is more of being thrown into the wolves than there is training. I'll be really honest with you. Mm. Um, you know, as the IT professional enters the space, um, you know, they might get a, a little bit of training on on the company and how some of the systems work. But in reality, when you're, when you hire an IT professional, you expect him to be able to do certain things, uh, to be able to acquire skills on their own, uh, to do their own research and to study and to, to kind of get a, a grasp of what they're getting involved with, right? That, that's kind of um, the nature of the beast. But uh, the, the IT guys, right, the engineers, they get, they get thrown into the wolves because they're expected to kind of be able to, to land on their own feet and survive. And the, the problem that you have is a lot of IT guys aren't ready for OT networks, not necessarily the devices, but all the personalities that, that come along with them. Um, so in that sense, it, it's uh, it's not the easiest thing to do in the world. Um, but, you know, employers aren't getting involved and, and they I think they, they're starting to see now that you just can't take an IT engineer and put him in an OT network without giving him some kind of understanding of how things work. And so... I'm starting to see more of that, you know, even uh, Cisco, one of the large manufacturers, they had a, uh, a certification for industrial technology uh, uh, for like an industrial uh, CCNA. So um, there is training that, that's, that's, that's out there. I, I personally, and I, I would like to see more of it. Um, but for the most part, uh, you know, the, the IT guy will, will have to kind of fend for himself and, until I, I think the, uh, the IT and the OT uh, the convergence matures. I, I think it's still kind of like not at its infancy stage, but I don't think it's at full maturity yet. And until I think we get to that space, I, I think for the most part, the IT guys are going to have to tough it out and uh, you know, get their feet wet, um, have to manage on their own and, and kind of do their own homework to, to get up to speed. What do you think businesses could be doing more of to create that kind of continued education for IT professionals? And uh, as an IT professional yourself, what kind of education would actually be useful? How would you know? How would you imagine that if you had the the control to craft the education yourself? You've got to understand the mindset of an IT guy. Sure, uh, he he's, he has either a degree or he has certifications, so he has training. And so I think. More companies, if they had some type of training that was um, you know, designed specifically for their systems, I, I think that's how you would get the, the IT guy more up to speed or the IT engineer more up to speed. And then have him um, spend time on the operation side. Ha have him get to know the, the, the personalities and the equipment. Have him learn the systems. Maybe have him run some of the equipment. Put, put him in some kind of like pseudo training course for that company. Because uh, every company is a little different. But... Uh, you know, if you had the IT guy come in and learn how to, for instance, run a CNC lathe machine, you know, and he did that for, you know, 30 to 90 days or whatever the case is, or, or if part of his, like, onboarding, if you will, um, that'll give him a better understanding of how things work. You know, you, you get to touch it, you get to smell it, you get to feel it, you get to, you get to experience it. And I, I think if more companies want to transition the IT guy to quicker, to, to better understanding, I think they got to get them more involved in the OT side and not just you know, looking at the sensor, but maybe installing sensors, maybe, you know, being part of the maintenance for equipment, let, let, let him get his hands dirty with the pumps and let him get involved in some of the equipment, you know, hands on experience is the best experience, the continued education, right? Have him look at some of the manuals and maybe have him uh, include him in the, the OT team, you know, and make, make him be responsible for something. 
initially, of course, just, just to get a, a good understanding of, of how the equipment works and how the processes are working. And then, you know, you do that for a little transitional time, right? Maybe like a month or two, maybe three months, and then have him go back into his IT space or whatever position he was in. And I think that will give that IT engineer a, a better understanding and, and give a more solid and make more comfortable in, in the position of dealing with both sides of the house. All right. Last question for you, Henry, before we wrap. And just want to say thank you so far. These have been great insights. So as IT professionals get more comfortable in the OT space, either assisting with OT or completely transitioning their careers over to OT like you did, how should they approach those major career decisions? And what's some advice that you have for how they can invest in their careers to stay ahead of future digital transformations and evolutions in the IT and OT spaces? Well, the one thing that IT people have to be ready for is the challenge of some of new, right? The challenge of newness. You're, you're involved in an industry that is more than just a switch and it's more than just a sensor. You've got to understand that these switches and, and, and these sensors and this monitoring equipment, they monitor big, huge systems that impact people. And one thing that, uh, that they, they have to understand, and I, I'm a strong believer in this, they have to understand the processes. But if you, you get an IT guy, understand the processes how this piece of wood becomes a piece of lumber that will make uh, him uh, give him a better understanding of, of where he's at. Another thing that the, the IT guy really has to understand is that the OT space is fundamentally different as in OT is longevity, right? Where the IT guy is going to be here for, you know, like I said earlier, you know, the average, I think is like three years. You know, the OT space is a final destination. So you, when you're, when, when you're walking into a new career position or you're walking into a, a new company, you've got to remember these people are there, they're long-term. So, you know, you've got to walk into the mind to change the mindset from walking into a place or, or position that I'm going to be here temporarily till I get another certification, I, I get to a better, a, a better company or more pay. Um, you know, you got to think of this as more of like a permanent position now. And I think that takes some of the edge off, uh, you know, because now you're, now you're becoming part of the culture of the company. One thing for me that's personally has been really key is um, is uh, networking or is, 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 and conferences. I you know you go to your industry conference and you get to meet other uh, IT engineers who've transitioned over, and you guys get a you know talk and communicate that way, and and you get a talk about some of their woes and some of their experiences that they've gone through, and you realize the stories are kind of the same, right? And there's a, you know there's a learning curve, and and uh, you know it's it's not all uh, bells and whistles, but it's a, it's a great career path. And at these conferences, and I, I do believe, I swear by conferences, I, 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 they're key. They're, they're, they're a key fundamental piece that's needed for IT um, engineers transitioning to the OT space is, um, you know, you go to the, your industry conference and you get to see all the new technologies that's coming out. You get to see, uh, you get a mix and mingle with, with other manufacturers and other producers. And you realize the OT space is a small world and everybody kind of knows everybody. And, uh, you know, you got to get your name out there and you get yourself known. And, and then once you reach a certain point, you start to feel comfortable. And I think once you get comfortable, you start to, you start to feel like you're, you're part of the OT community. And I, I think, um, I, I, you know, your job becomes easier, you know, uh, um, you know, working with the integration side between the IT and the OT, I think that becomes easier and you start to have a, a better fundamental understanding of what's happening. Um, and, you know, that makes that process easier. But yeah, the, the IT coming into the OT world is definitely a challenge. Um, you're going to have to learn a lot about systems. You know, you, you can't be afraid to roll up your sleeves and get dirty because in the IT world, you know, your people are in usually in offices in the OT world, 
you know, people are in plants and they have their boots on and their shirts rolled up and they're getting involved. So it's, they got to be ready for that. And, uh, it's, it's a great space. You know, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's challenging. And, you know, personally, I, I love it. I, I, I really enjoy what I do. And, uh, it, it's been, it's been a great career move for me and my family. Uh, it's definitely different. It's definitely something that it's going to be an eye opener for him, for, for IT guys coming in. And, uh, you know, the, something that they should invest into if they, they want a really solid career move that's, that's fundamental to our society. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely a good choice and something that, I'm proud to be a part of. All right, Henry Martel, thank you so much for giving us that breakdown of your history transitioning in this space and giving us more context on exactly why we're seeing IT professionals transition over to OT and what they can do to really get the most out of that transition and this new growing and converging space. Again, Henry, I really appreciate your time. We've been chatting with Henry Martel, field application engineer with Antera Technologies. And uh, if folks want to find out more about you, some of your work, or get in touch with the company, how can they do so? Um, yeah, so uh, if you want to uh, reach out to me, or you know, I would suggest coming to our website, you know, antera.com. Um, you find a lot of good information on the latest in industrial technology. Um, we are and I know I'd like to brag a little bit about it, but we are some of the, um, we, we are on the, the front line of POE technology. We have some, uh, some great POE, uh, devices and switches that I know other manufacturers are, are rushing to, to build and which we have in place. Um, you know, you've got a lot of good insight on technology and in the industry in general. Um, you'll find a lot of uh, good information on our newest products. Um, and if you have any questions or any concerns, we have brochures and uh, contact our support. We have a, a really great support staff and, uh, you know, if you need us for anything, any questions or whatever, you know, uh, we're definitely here to help and just, just reach out to us and you'll definitely get a response either from me or some of my other engineers here. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Fantastic. Henry Martel, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it and looking forward to chatting again soon. All right. Thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure to, to be here. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of Making a Connection with Antera, an Antera Technologies podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure that you're going to our website, antera.com, and subscribing to Making a Connection on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time. <laughs>